It is Thursday, September 2nd, and this is your draft review show. On this episode, we have special guest fantasy expert Blake Bottles on the show to discuss the draft with yours truly, Stefan Siggs. It's the KOLL Podcast. Buckle up and let's go. We're on Blake Blake Bottles, foremost fantasy expert. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Stefan Siggs. Appreciate appreciate being on, and I cannot believe it's already been a year already since our last podcast. It has been a while. Doesn't really seem that long, though. Um, we're getting into week one. Kickoffs in exactly seven days. Yes, sir. All right, so the the King of the Lightning League just had their draft. And um, I know there's some strong opinions, certainly, on several teams. So what what you and I did was we ranked these teams 1 through 12, correct? Yes, yes. Got my (laughs) rankings here. I know. Okay. So so what we're going to do here is we're going to start at 12. You're going to give me your number 12 team. Maybe kind of explain, you know, and then I'll give you my number 12 team and we'll kind of compare and contrast and we'll go down the list like that. Sound good? That sounds good. All right. So, Blake Bottles, give me your number 12 team in the KOLL. Okay, real quick before I drop the rankings, I just wanted to say that I did not just rank them for this year but like the trajectory of the league okay um, and and that's fair because i tell you what i ranked based off of just this season so i have no problem with you going future you go future i'll go present all right interesting so um i have uh t-rep 416 with my number 12 uh yeah number 12 okay T-Rep number 416. His name is Austin 316 now. Oh, that's right. Okay, Austin 316. Okay, so number 12 in the futures rankings, according to Blake Bottles, is Austin 316. You want to divulge on that? Yeah, I mean, um, I think, like, really to just sum it up, he should stick to fantasy baseball. But, um, I mean, he has – so, like, like Dalvin Cook, and I guess for this year you would have him up, like – Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Adam Thielen. Um, I don't see the, you know, I don't see any of those guys sustaining their plays going into the future. Going into the future, AJ Brown was a nice pick, but again, like that's a homer pick. He has a Ryan Tannehill. I get it. We like the he likes the Titans, and uh, tr- again, Trevor Lawrence is good, but besides that, there's just not a whole lot of depth. There's not a whole lot of talent to win now or into the future, really. Okay, and had had I considered 
this more of a future rankings than a present rankings. Just looking at what I have written down from my notes on him, I may have to agree with that. So that's good. My number 12 team in the present rankings is Jack Myschlongs. Interesting. Um, I think I think there could be a real battle at the top for the number one pick next year. These are the notes I have written down for Jack Myschlong. I have a plus sign. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a minus sign, a negative mark for everyone except Eckler and CeeDee Lamb. Um, Joe Burrow in the first round, terrible pick. Miles Sanders in the second round, terrible pick. Jarvis Landry's on the back half. Pittman's, I mean, we'll see on Pittman. I don't know. In our league setup, Jameis Winston is a terrible pick. And now let me put something into perspective for you on Jack Myschlongs right now. Mind you, our league has gotten rid of the tight end slot. It doesn't exist. If you just go off of ADP, you're going to have some tight ends slide down where you're going to be like, okay, I'll just pick them. Do you know how many tight ends Jack Myschlongs is rostering currently? It's got to be like five, right? It is four. He has four tight ends. Um, four too many as far as I'm concerned. Uh, four too many. I mean, I, I thought there would be six total rostered tight ends this season and to to see that he has four tight ends that's obnoxious let me run these off Robert Tunyon Hunter Henry Gerald Everett and Zach Ertz um obviously he has like 12 eagles on his team after saying he doesn't like drafting eagles um just a a a poorly built team. I mean, even if you went off the future, if you wanted to go futures rankings, this could easily be the number 12 team as well. Yes, I had him actually at number 11. Um, and now looking at the, uh, looking at it more, I, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, he had, I had written down, he has a few nice young receivers. He has CD Lamb. Um, I, I'm a big believer in Michael Pittman Jr. Um, also, I, you know, he picked all Eagles, but uh, Rager and Devontae Smith, I think, could be good future pieces. But besides that, I'm looking at I'm not I'm not looking at much. Yep. I don't see it from Rager. I think Devontae Smith is going to be good, but I do not see it from Jalen Rager. Um, explosive. He can be, but uh, you got to catch the ball. Yeah, I think um, another thing I guess I can I forgot to mention, but I also considered when doing these is uh, people's strategy. Um, we saw like a variety of strategies, um, and really I think the last two in general I think lacked a solid strategy. Yep, I can agree with that. Okay, let's move it on down the list. Number eleven in the future rankings, Blake Bottles. Who you got? I had Jack Myschlong. And number 11. I'm sure for a lot of the same reasons. Yes, yes. Um, w- what about you for your uh, for present? Okay, I- so in my present rankings, this probably won't come as – it might be more surprising that it wasn't the number 12 team. Um, that's the uh, – correct me if I'm pronouncing this wrong. The anal fishers or the anoli fishers? What are we going with? Yeah, so um, I'm actually not sure, and I'll probably be changing it in the next couple of days. I was I was pretty high the other night, and um, I thought of the word anal fishers, and I thought it was a really funny word. Um, 
and uh, I made that my team name. I'll probably be changing it, but it, it was anal. I didn't know if I put the actual word anal, if I would get like blocked from the app, but yes, anal fishers. I don't think you would, but okay. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously this was a team that was built for the future. It didn't seem like this particular owner was too interested in winning this year. And with the number 12 pick, um, it might have been a good strategy. However, something that I, I was thinking, and obviously beyond the quarterback situation, you know, there's some young pieces. You know, if DeAndre Swift can stay healthy, that's solid. Zach Moss could be the goal line back, but then again, Josh Allen runs it in. Um, LaVisca Chenault's got a bright future. A.J. Dillon. Marquez Callaway was a hell of a flash in, in the preseason. Um, obviously, the, the biggest down on this team is the current quarterback situation. Obviously, uh, Jacob Beeson looks to be uh, in the starting lineup um, in week one. But if Justin Fields and Trey Lance, not if, but when they take over as the starting quarterbacks for their team, we could see this team shoot up. And, and I know that uh, <laughs> that this owner was kind of banking on getting the number one pick next year, but I think he's going to find himself disappointed if these two take over as the starters and, um, and he uh, doesn't completely tank and puts them into his lineup. They could win him more weeks than he is planning. That is an interesting point. That is an interesting point that uh, I don't think that owner has fully considered. <laughs> um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Like right now I have him at 11, but come week six, he may be more in the six to eight range, um, which I'm sure is not where he was planning on being. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay, so um, obviously uh, that the first two were pretty straightforward. Um really for both of us. So let's move on to number 10 in the future rankings. Number 10, I had beast mode beast. Um, and, and he was tricky because he, I, I thought you won that trade pre-draft and I'm considering that in with this. Um, so, you know, he gave up a lot, but he also got Pat Mahomes who like, undeniably is and should be the number one pick. Um, but then again, I, I look down. Um, he has a lot of tight ends. I don't think he has too much depth. Um, the Deshaun Watson, especially as, as kind of as early as it was, I know a few of his picks got auto-drafted. Um, yeah, I mean, he, has, he really has Pat Mahomes and not a whole lot else. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um... For the future, at least, you know, Travis Kelsey's 32 years old. Um, that wall's coming at some point. I mean, Allen Robinson, solid, but again, not not flashy, not a sexy pick, that's for sure. A high floor, not an incredibly high ceiling. I have the same feelings towards uh, Amari Cooper. Um, but, you know, there's a couple of picks in there, too. Beasley, Crowder, Daniel Jones, you just don't don't want to be playing them on a weekly basis. And currently his roster is set up to do so. <clears throat> yeah. yeah I, I would agree. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I can, I can see where you're coming from there. So number 10 in the present rankings, 
Um, sticking with the same trends, I got Austin 316. Um, for, probably for a lot of the same reasons. Let me just take a look at my notes here. You know, currently for this season, I'm giving him a plus on Tannehill. I'm giving him a plus on the stack with A.J. Brown. Um, Dalvin Cook, uh, absolutely a plus mark for this season. I have good feelings about Damian Harris, but then again, in in uh, New England, um, one one fumble, one missed assignment, and you find yourself on the bench. Ramondre Stevenson looks like a pretty solid rookie back, so time will tell. Um, Trevor Lawrence still in his rookie season. Sure, there's a bright future. Do I see a lot from a, a negative mark that I, I gave him was DJ Chark for similar reasons, but also there's a lot of very similar targets in Jacksonville. And I have no clue, even as a Jaguars fan myself, who's going to be getting them. Josh Jacobs don't like them. Henry Ruggs don't like them. Adam Phelan, again, he's always been a high efficiency player. And when he's not going to get as many targets, you know, you saw it dwindle down as the Justin Jefferson emergence happened last season. Um, I, there's just not a lot of outlets for success for him currently or in the future. Um, he may be picking the bones late in the season for draft picks. Yeah, I, I would. That I think that's spot on. All right. So your number ten. I'm sorry. Was the Long Island Beast. So who you got number nine in the future? Number nine. I had the Melonheads. Um. <laughs> Really let me name. stop you right there. I just want to let you know he is number nine in the current rankings as well. Interesting. So I, you know, that's cool. We've had very similar lists so far. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I, I like the Dak Prescott pick. Um, I, I hated the Zeke pick. I second round. I mean, I think Barkley. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor. I think Antonio Gibson. Like, there's all these like younger and better running backs. Zeke's on pretty much, I view him as, uh, you know, high-end running backs pretty much fall off a cliff, most of them. And I think uh, Zeke's right on that cliff, ready to fall off. So I think he's going to get one and a half maybe good years out of him. And with the second-round pick, I thought that was too much. Um, yep. His receiving core, I mean, I love Jerry Judy. I love Calvin Ridley. Um, he, he has George Kittle now. Um, Carson Wentz, I saw you traded for, I thought that was a good trade, but I guess that doesn't have to do with the draft, but yeah, I I thought there wasn't, I, you know, I can't tell if he went win now or win later, it was a bit of a balance, but, um, not a whole lot of depth, not a whole lot of overall difference makers. Totally agree with that. A lot of the points you just made, I wrote down the same thing. Um, I I have a plus mark for Ezekiel Elliott for the same reasons you said for the next year and a half, he'll probably still be a great back. Um, So for, for the present, you know, having, having Dak and Ezekiel Elliott, that's a good matchup. As long as they're both healthy, if one gets hurt, the other one's going to take a plunge a little bit as well, especially if Dak Prescott were to get hurt again. Ezekiel Elliott is essentially useless and um, could be another trade candidate. Uh, I have a, a plus mark on here for Michael Gallup. Obviously, there's a Dak 
Michael Gallup stack. Gallup is kind of, kind of the third option in Dallas. I actually have a feeling he's going to wind up getting traded and becoming the number one somewhere else. That's just my feelings on the matter. Um, quarterback, other than Dak, I mean, Tyrod Taylor, Cam Newton, Carson Wentz. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's He probably is in the worst quarterback situation in the league right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so number nine is the Melonheads. Blake Bottles, who you got number eight? I got the – I barely even know how to – the DeLong – DeLongles. Yep, don't know how to pronounce it either. DeLongles, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Um. so, I mean, he got Josh Allen, Um. so that automatically bumped him up the rankings for, you know, both now and later. Um, there's some good, I mean, Saquon Barkley really fell. He's still really young, though. Um, Chris Godwin's still young. Um, I like Debo Samuel. I love the Terrence Marshall pick. I think that was an auto-draft pick probably from him, though. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. I. Um, other than that, though, I Mooney I like. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm not a, uh, not a whole lot else there. So, but, I mean, some good building blocks for the future, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he definitely has a lot of future pieces and, um, you know, uh, getting James Robinson kind of late in the draft also worked out with the ETN injury. I mean, it's James Robinson and Carlos Hyde, and I just do not see Carlos Hyde doing anything significant. So it'll be a whole lot of James Robinson again in Jacksonville. Josh Allen is an absolute stud. Um you know, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Saquon Barkley, fantastic players. And as long as they can stay healthy, should be very beneficial for him. But very top-heavy roster. And after that, I agree with you on Terrace Marshall. I have uh, question marks around him because he's unproven. But I have a good feeling about him and the Carolina Panthers offense this season. Right, right. Good. All good points. Okay, number seven. Wait, so did you also have him at number eight? Oh, oh no, I did. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, good call. <laughs> oh, I have the Long Island Beasts okay. um, again, who we've already talked about. So yes, our lists are very similar. That's for sure. Okay, so move, moving on to seven. Number seven. Okay, I um, yeah. After the blunders this owner made last year, I um am surprised I have him this high on the list, but. I have to give him praise, and that is the thick dicks. <laughs> um, Lamar Jackson, again, for the future, I'm not so high on him, but, I mean, for the next few years, I, I mean, he's – as long as there's no injuries, I think he's, you know, a really good player. Um, the, the best pick I think he made is – and he manifested this. He spoke this out into existence, and then it <laughs> came back to him with – his Nick Chubb um and I thought that was good value at the pick he got it for um I was hoping he would take him in the first round so then a quarterback would drop but good pick um you know he has a few like Mike Evans DJ Moore Robert Woods some win now uh Tyler Lockett I think like good depth Aaron Rodgers for the next you know year at least will be a very good quarterback wherever he goes maybe he'll be good um I'm not a big fan of tight ends at, really at all. I have zero on my roster right now, but um, Cole Komet and Pat Fryermuth um, as like late round sleepers, I feel like both have the 
ceiling have a terrible floor, but like the ceiling of a top tight top five tight end in the league. And and what really is that in in this particular setup of a league? You know what I mean? Um, once you get past, I mean, TJ Hawkinson might have a good year. We'll see with Jared Goff. But overall, what is the number six tight end? Where would that rank in the wide receivers? Wide receiver 45? You know? Yeah, yeah. I um, I mean, yeah, I don't have any tight ends on my team. I didn't necessarily see the value, but I do. You know, I, I think there are certain tight ends that might justify a – you know, like a deep bench spot, you play them if you need, need someone. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think tight end just in general in fantasy is too inconsistent to really have that. But I do like those tight ends. If we were playing in a standard league, I would have, I would have been all over them. Sure. Sure. In a standard league. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Number seven on this season's present rankings. I got Devante's Inferno. Um, what do we got down here for Devontae's Inferno? Who do I like? He's got Russell Wilson. Um, Derek, he's got Derek Henry. Again, Derek Henry is a monster. He's a beast and he ran for 2000 yards. And I understand all of that. But at the end of the day, he's what a 28 year old running back. He's like six foot three. He's like a tree. All it's going to take is one low tackle and the man will never run again. That scares the hell out of me. That's why I will never pick him. Um, who else do we got down here? Is that Melvin Gordon, DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, Melvin Gordon could have a good year this year. I don't know. Javante Williams is there. Obviously, Gordon's currently the starter, looks good in preseason. But for the same reasons as Derrick Henry, running backs just don't last long. Um, in his starting lineup right now, Jamar Chase, Mark Andrews, Juju Smith-Schuster, Sterling Shepard. No thank you on them. The potential's there for Chase. I just don't see it the way uh, a lot of these experts are seeing it. I think T. Higgins is a better player. I think that's going to prove itself on the field. Um, again, you know, it has some good solid pieces, but the depth isn't there. And to be a top team in the league, you've got to have a lot of depth. It's got to be there across the starting lineup. I agree. I agree. I had him um, number six, actually. So we had him in very similar uh, picks as well. Um, and really all the same all the same reasons you just mentioned. Um, you know, I don't want to rehash too much of it. I, um, I two picks that I liked and disliked. Um, Zach Wilson. Um, I forget exactly what round it was, but um, you know, he dropped a little bit, and I, I thought that was a good pick for the future, and you know, for present, um, could be for present. Um, but also the Derrick Henry pick, as you mentioned, um, for all the reasons you said, I thought that was up there with the Zeke pick and just too early. It, I think it was early in the second round. There's still a lot of really good running backs on the board. Um, Derrick Henry's probably, I mean, he he gets worked so much. Um, you know, I think he's near the end of his career. Agreed there. Um, so sticking with the trend of picking a lot of the same teams, number six for me is Diongles or whatever his name is. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the same reasons that we already talked about. Um, he's got some pieces, but again, they're also, I mean, Chris Godwin could be the third option in Tampa Bay. 
Um, to the best of my knowledge, it sounds like Giovanni Bernard is getting a lot of targets as a third down back. So even there, I mean, Chris Godwin, fantastic player, but there's so many balls to go around and Tom Brady doesn't lock onto one guy. He's going to spread it around. Um, Saquon Barkley's got the question mark with the injury. Same things going on right now with Darren Waller. So, um, I don't think he's there over the threshold to compete for a championship this year, but time's going to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's a team like I could, you know, um, you know, we, we talked about him, but he's a team that, like you said, all those pieces are there. So, um, if he doesn't compete this year, like I think, um, you know, a few good drafts or whatever, some good development and he's, uh, right back, like into a top team. Yeah. Yeah. A couple good drafts. That's for sure. Uh, okay. Number five. So I had the anal fishers in at number five. Um, and really, I mean, and this, this was all about the future. Um, you know, I, I was not expecting as many um, quarterbacks to go as early. Like I knew quarterbacks were valued, but I was, you know, kind of optimistically hoping that some would fall. Um, so I went with Trey Lance and uh, Justin Fields. And um, if I hit, I have a great team for the future. If I miss, I'm screwed. Um, you know, time will tell with that. But um, yeah, I, I really targeted guys under like really 25 years old. Um, I think I might have like one or two 26 year olds, but really young. And I'm hoping to just kind of see what I got with certain guys um, and uh, continue drafting and hope hopefully developing uh looking for guys that you know have maybe lost value or something and see you know what they turn into yeah i i saw the way you were drafting and i i assumed as soon as i saw trey lance justin fields back to back in the first two rounds i knew exactly what you were going for what you were doing and i I had a lot of respect for it you know you you basically kind of understood that you were just turning in your uh your league dues this year and are hoping to compete next year. And I think you have two top 10 quarterbacks next year on your team already. So I appreciate that praise. <laughs> Number <laughs> four, who you got? Number four. Um, let me pull up his roster. I have forever unclean at number four. Um, and I guess the notes I have here. Um, yeah. A good young core. I love the Justin Herbert pick. I did not think that someone would reach especially that high for Justin Herbert but I absolutely love the pick I love Justin Herbert um you know I think he kind of thought what I did and picked like a lot of young guys his a a lot of his team is super young but he has some veterans in there some to, to win now but I think he's also set up for later um the reason I have him at number four um is I just thought he lacked depth relative to the three teams I have in front of him. Yeah, I can, I can totally see that. Let me just say, I did not say my number five team and this might shock you, but it's forever unclean. So we're, uh, we're going, we're going good there. Uh, I'm with you. Um, I, I was going back and forth between Herbert and McCaffrey all the way up until the buzzer almost when I was picking um, and then if you listen to the podcast, I was really hoping Joe Mixon would come back to me. He didn't. Um, he took he took a dive on DK Metcalf. And again, he's a big I have him ranked as the number two boom player in the league, meaning um, how often they boom and bust. You know, 
It's, it's Tyree Kill and it's DK Metcalf. Um, all it takes is one big catch for a touchdown, and they make your week. Um, so he's got that potential. Um, Deontay Johnson playing in the Steelers offense, solid. Um, negative marks for me for James Conner, Odell Beckham, um, and Marvin Jones for the same Jaguars receiver conundrum that's going on. I know he picked them pretty late, and I might have wanted him myself. But at looking at looking at your ability to compete this year, um, he's another one that I think again lacks the depth to get him over the hump. Um, a Barry absolutely could be a could make a deep run in the playoffs, but he's going to need to make some moves if he wants to move up into that championship consideration. I think. I, I think he does. He needs to trade some of his future draft picks to, you know, a team and maybe get some young players too, like a Paris Campbell or something he could use. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so you already said your number four is for Ron Clean, who we just talked about. Number four for me, and I was thoroughly shocked that this was my number four team. But it's the Thick Dicks. Nick's team looks pretty solid for this year. Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar's upside. I know he's not a great thrower. Um, he makes mistakes throwing the ball. But if he could just throw 25 touchdown passes, keep the interceptions low, and just run like he always does, that is a uh, – a, a, uh, a floor you can live with, that's for sure. Nick Chubb could easily be the number one running back in the league this year, especially if the Browns do eventually um, trade Kareem Hunt. I see it happening. We'll see. Um, Mike Evans is a touchdown machine. Robert Woods is a PPR machine. And DJ Moore has that that high-end upside that you're looking for when your floor is guys like Robert Woods and Mike Evans. Yeah, well said. Well said. I, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with all those points. I thought, you know, he again a surprise, but he he really did had a good draft. All right, number three. All right, so the top three for me, I thought like, I thought the the top three, in my opinion, did just like they. I could tell they all had a clear strategy, and they. I thought all three of them nailed it. Um. So number three for me comes in at the longest yard. Um, and really, I I mean, he had, he has the most win-now team, in my opinion. I would hope and expect him to be number one in your rankings. Um, the reason he's number three and not number one for me is obviously, like, looking at the future. Um, you know, he drafted Tom Brady and stuff. But he has some good – he has T. Higgins um, – I don't know the longevity of Miles Gaskins, but I thought that was a fantastic pick. He got him late, and I think he's going to get a lot of volume and a lot of usage. Um, I I loved his. I know I was listening to the podcast, and I don't think you like this, but his um, Jordan Love pick. I thought he got him so late, and that's a quarterback for the future. Um, he's really going to be scrambling in like three or four years. Um, and having a Jordan Love already for that next good team that he has is like it's going to expedite his rebuild. Um, so yeah, I thought he nailed his draft. Okay, I'm going to save my talk on the longest yard for when I have him in my rankings. Um, number three for me was Nick Top Greg Bottom. Um, uh, Kyler Murray, I think Kyler Murray's actually the number one quarterback in fantasy this year, but we'll see. 
Um, Najee Harris is just going to get a ton of volume for the Steelers. Kareem Hunt is solid in the Browns backfield. And if he does eventually get traded, he was, he's wherever he goes, he's going to get the ball early and often. Uh, Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, fantastic. Um, I mean, Justin Jefferson, I think could, again, has the potential to be the number one wide receiver. I see guys on this team that could be the number one players at their position uh, across the board. Uh, where I dropped him down, why he is number three on the rankings is because, again, just like a lot of these teams, just as you move down the roster, as you even even just the starting lineup, you run into some walls. Um, who, who do I got here? Uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, again, <laughs> playing for Houston is just a graveyard for fantasy football this year. I hope that they get Brandon Cooks out of there because he deserves a whole lot better. Uh, Mecole Hardman, he's a big play threat at all times, but just doesn't make enough, in my opinion, to be fantasy relevant. I I put my faith in him multiple times over his first two seasons, and he's really just been a letdown. He's a one-catch for 48 yards every five games kind of guy, and that's about it. Um, and, and Derek Carr being in the starting lineup currently as, as a, as the second quarterback is, is ugly to me. I think the Las Vegas Raiders are a mess, uh, until they get rid of John Gruden. I think they're going to continue to be a mess. That guy is a moron. Um, but overall, overall at the top, I see players across the board who could finish number one at their position. And for that reason, I do have him as the number three team. And there is potential there for him to move on up those rankings real quick, depending on how some of these guys perform. Interesting. Interesting. So that, that was your number three, right? That was number three. Interesting. Well, that kind of leads into the next segue. Um, my number two, and I have – Who's Justice Beaver as number two? So obviously, and that leaves one spot left. So obviously, Nick top, Greg bottom. I shockingly, um, you know, I know the owners up there in age. Um, I underestimated him coming into this league. I thought his was a good draft. I thought yours was, I mean, both of you guys nailed your, your drafts. Um, but the difference to me was the, uh, really it was Kyler Murray. Um, I looked at your team. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was a question mark um, because I, I, you know, I mean, he's special. Um, He's probably got like three more. And and I don't know. He might transition into like later in his career. So about his longevity. But, um, you know, I would have liked you to have gotten a quarterback. I thought your trade back was a great, great idea. Um, So I gave you points for that. I mean, some of your young core, though, and I know I was listening to you on the podcast. Um, and you weren't uh, St. Brown and Waddle. You weren't high on as high on them, uh, even though you drafted them. But I thought those were amazing picks by you. Um, I thought Jonathan Taylor and Antonio Gibson falling to you and you drafting them was excellent. You have Stefan Diggs. You have Chase Claypool. Um, I regret drafting George Kittle because Kyle Pitts was on the board. I was super high. I fucked up. Um, I love the Kyle Pitts pick. The only reason I didn't have you at number one is because 
Aaron or Nick Top, Greg Bottom has um, Kyler Murray, and you chose Tua, who I, I am not a fan at all of Tua. Well, um, my number two team is also who's Justice Beaver. Um, for a lot of the same reasons, if you listen to the podcast, you heard me adamantly upset that I did not get Kyler Murray, which was the reason I traded back was to put myself out of the Pat Mahomes. Um, I, I wanted Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is going to be a better player for fantasy football, not for not for winning championships, but for fantasy football over the length of his career. I think that starts this year. I think he's the number one player in fantasy football. So I was very upset to not get him. Obviously, if I had Kyler Murray, if if you got rid of Christian McCaffrey and put Kyler Murray on my team, uh, I think I have the best team for now and the future. However, um, for the same reasons, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson are fantastic. Diggs is fantastic. Claypool looks great. I think Pitts is going to be in a Julio Jones type role in Atlanta. Um, Jalen Waddle, who knows? We'll see. You know, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I think St. Brown's a better player than Waddle. Um, but we're going to have to see they're in two different offenses. That's for sure. Um, and again, what's holding me back is the same thing that was holding me back last year. And that's quarterback. You know, um, I do not have faith in Tua. I kind of just fell into that being who I took. Um, I lucked out by Mac Jones being named the starter. Um, if he can manage the offense, not turn the ball over, you know, good things can happen. And I already mentioned earlier in this podcast how I feel about the Carolina Panthers offense. And I think Sam Darnold is going to shock you and be a top 10 quarterback this season. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you're bullish on the, the Panthers. Um, I think you have every reason to be. Um, I think, yeah, I could very well be sleeping on that Sam Darnold selection um but yeah like like you said I think it really comes down to the quarterback play I thought you have the best um you know besides besides quarterback I think you have the best all-around depth um so like even in your like deep pool I mean like Van Jefferson Donovan People Jones uh Kenneth Gainwell like it's just it's just it's pretty stacked um that Mac Jones pick is looking great um, I mean, just like the depth and everything is there, but yeah, I mean, if Kyler Murray fell to you one last pick, you would, yeah, in my opinion, have the best team this year and in the future. It's unfortunate. I kind of think I wish I would have just stayed at one and picked Kyler Murray, but what are you going to do? Okay. You've already mentioned that your number one team was Nick top Greg bottom. Correct. Yes. Correct. And my number one team, as you foresaw earlier, is the longest yard. I said during the podcast multiple times and after, he has the most win now team, which is why taking somebody like Tom Brady when he did was really, truly brilliant. Because if if you're building in that win now team, Tom Brady might be the best win now quarterback possible at that point in the draft. Um, so I thought I thought overall he had a great draft. Who else do we got? Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Julio Jones. 
Raheem Mostert, Giles, Miles Gaskin, Matt Stafford. These are all win-now players. They're, they are all probably going to be off his roster in the next two or three years, including Alvin Kamara. I'm sure that's going to be, you know, once you start losing, that's the type of player you try to move on from, trying to get a draft pick. Um, Julio Jones, Tyree Kill is still young and could be the number one receiver in the NFL. Um, so he's a piece for the future. T. Higgins is a piece for the future. But overall, uh, these are all players that are is just win now mode. He built his team to win right now, and he'll worry about the future in the future. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, like like for all the reasons you just mentioned, um, his team is stacked, and yeah, he. I, I guess the one thing I might have not considered enough. But, um, I mean, if he does a good job trading away his assets, um, you know, like an Alvin Kamara in a year or two, when his window starts to close, if he can recognize that his window's closing and trade off um, some of his assets while they're still worth something, he can really jumpstart a rebuild. Um, and, again, he has Jordan Love to do it. Uh, T. Higgins, I, I agree with you. I think T. Higgins is superior to Jamar Chase. Um, you know, that's a great receiver he'll have for, as you know, the, the future. Let me just comment one second on the Jordan Love. Um, I just don't think he's a good player. Overall, um, I I have my reservations about him. Uh, seeing him, I didn't think he was good in college. Didn't like his college tape. Um, I don't think that he's going to make it in the NFL. I think he could be another Paxton Lynch situation. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I guess we'll find out in a year. And um, I think that'll really looking back on these rankings. I mean, like I'll probably totally be wrong about a lot of these teams, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Jordan love really in the future for uh, the longest yard. That is, it kind of makes or breaks his uh, next rebuild. That's for sure. Okay. Time will tell. So Blake bottles, you have the future rankings, run them down for me real quick. So I have, Austin, 316, number 12. Jack Schlong number 11. Beast Mode Beast, number 10. The Melon Heads at number 9. The Delongles at number 8. The Thick Dicks at number 7. Number, Devontae's Inferno at number 6. Anal Fishers at number 5. Forever Unclean at number 4. The Longest Yard at number 3. Who's Justice Beaver at number 2. And Nick Top Greg Bottom, number 1. Awesome. And the present rankings from me, number 12, Jack My Schlongs, number 11, the Anal Fishers, number 10, Austin 316, number nine's the Melonheads, number eight's the Long Island Beast. Got to get used to that. Number seven's Devante's Inferno. Number six is Diangles. <laughs> We're going to have to find out how to pronounce that. Number five, Forever Unclean. Number four, The Thick Dicks. Number three, Nick Top Greg Bottom. Number two, Who's Justice Beaver. And number one, The Longest Yard. Well, my friend, thank you for coming on and helping us out with your expertise. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you for the last 45 minutes. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. You know, I, I hope to uh, talk to you soon and uh, get, get on the pod more. And I'm excited for this year. I love I love the podcast, the idea. I appreciate all the time you put 
put into everything, and I think we have a good group of guys, and we can continue this league for several years. Awesome. Blake Bottles, let me make a request. Uh, every week, I'd like to see you back on the podcast. We can talk about the matchups. All right, let's do it. All right. Um, so for Blake Bottles, I am Stefan Siggs. This has been your draft review show. Um, this was the KOLL podcast. I'm gonna keep it tight or whatever. <laughs> All right, peace. Bye.